Where's the love? Right here on this podcast. Welcome, Welcome to, love to Love Drop, 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 Drop. where your host and One Love Ambassadors, Charles and Diane, will share love, hope, and inspirational topics taken from their journey and world events. We will also include on-location recordings and special pop-up guests from cool places all around the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Love Drop Podcast. We're your hosts, Charles. And Diane. We're talking about leaps of faith in this episode. Over the past eight years, I can't even begin to count the leaps of faith we have taken together and individually. I am sure that some of our listeners are probably thinking it should be easy for us since we've taken so many leaps of faith. I guess it would be easier if the leaps of faith were all equal. However, that is definitely not the case. Our leaps of faith continues to take us further and further from the comfort zone. Seems like every time we start to get comfortable or establish some sort of routine, it's time to leap. I couldn't agree with you more, Diane. I've pretty much lived my life in a routine rhythm. I was in my professional career for over 40 years. I grew up and lived in Michigan for the first 60 plus years. I took jumps of faith. Little did I know when I met Diane 18 years ago that I was about to become a grasshopper. Our first year courtship was bicoastal, which was a huge leap of faith. And I haven't stopped leaping since. Together, we have crisscrossed the United States, leaping from one assignment to another. What I can say is this. Once you take that first leap of faith, you'll begin to experience life on a whole new level. Now, to be honest, I think Diane leaped into the world from birth. I say this because I have never met anyone more fearless to take a leap of faith. Well, Charles, actually, you have met someone. That would be my mom. She takes flights in her leaps of faith and always have. Although growing up with a mom that has faith of a million mustard seeds was not always fun or easy, but it was amazing. And what I didn't know at the time, mom's faith was training me and my sisters to all have faith, knowing God always delivered on time. Now, just to be clear, that didn't mean we got what we wanted when we wanted it. It meant we would always get what we needed exactly when we needed it. That is my life story. So I guess you can say I am a living witness. One of my consistent assignments and purposes is to live out my faith. Now, as exciting as that may sound to some, let me tell you, living out your faith while your spouse is fighting for his life is not exciting as it is scary. 
That's the thing with taking leaps of faith. It's exciting and scary. Personally, I guess I inherited my leaps of faith because growing up with my mom, you were going to have to faith it or be left in a corner scared to death. So my sisters and I took faith for five, Chuck. Faith has taken that first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Martin Luther King Jr. What I have learned in taking faith leaps is that they are designed to be more and more challenging in order not to only increase your faith, but also to help us to totally have faith in the will of God for our lives. People often ask Diane and I, where are we going? What's next? We just look at one another and respond, we're heading in the right direction. At first, we were a little unsure of that response. However, after the events and experience and multiple leaps of faith we've taken over the last eight years, we can now stand firm that yes, indeed, we are heading in the right direction. Yes, indeedy, Charles. I could not agree more. And with that said, we'd like to welcome back to Love Drops our dear friend and returning guest, Shannon Holt, speaking to our listeners about her leap-taking journey. Welcome back, Shannon. Thank you, Diane, so much for having me on the Love Drops podcast. To everyone else, my name is Shannon Holt. A little bit about myself. I was born in Bloomington, Illinois. I'm the oldest and only girl of four. So I have three younger brothers. We left Illinois when I was about four. And my youngest brother at the time was three. Um, And we moved to Southern California. Spent about 20 years there. And then my dad's job transferred him to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So we've been out here for 17 years this month. I am a co-founder of a nonprofit called From Your Father. We help with um, fatherless children and single moms in the Middle Tennessee area. Also, I recently gave my two weeks notice to my nine to five job, uh, my corporate job. Um, I was a claim specialist at an insurance company. Some of the things leading up to the jumping out on faith and just kind of letting God lead me. Um, I remember having a vivid dream like a few years ago um, before COVID, so probably at least three years ago. And in the dream, I had given my two weeks notice two weeks before Christmas. And I remember um, telling a few close friends, even my manager about it. And my manager's like, you can't leave me. You're not leaving me. And, you know, you just sometimes we get into that space of, of doubt and fear or thinking, you know, this dream may not really mean anything. You know, all the thoughts that can can come into play. But the closer that I got to actually like making the decision, I remember being at a trampoline park with my son and we're, you know, just jumping, having fun together. And I remember seeing this little girl and there was this part platform that she was on. She was scared to jump off of it by herself. And so she asked her mom to come and her mom assisted her like a couple of times. And then I think she kind of went further away, still in view, but looking at maybe some other children. And the little girl was calling her mom over again. Her mom's like, you can do it. Like, you know, just go ahead and do it. 
And so you could tell the little girl was a little fearful, but she made the jump and she jumped and, you know, she landed fine at the bottom on the trampoline. And then after that, she was able to continue to do it by herself. And I just felt God saying like, I need you to jump and I I got you. Like, I'm not going to ask you to do something that you're not already capable of doing. So that was one confirmation. And then I remember speaking at an event for From Your Father. We were a beneficiary at this musical event. And I remember seeing one of the performers there and she had a butterfly tattoo. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just saying like, hey, I need you to move into this next season that I've called you into. I need you to be the butterfly. I need you to fly. I need you to not be scared of the unknown and just know that I I got you. Um, and I remember at the beginning of the year, God gave me um, the verse out of Luke 2 and 49 that says, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So I think God, well, I don't think, I know that he was just continuing to give me confirmation and to point me into to the direction of just being about his business, um, what he wants for us and not just getting into our comfort zone or my comfort zone or just the routine of things, you know, the paycheck coming every couple of weeks, the good benefits, the, you know, sometimes we want to take God's role of, you know, being a provider. I'm a single mom. So, you know, the enemy wants to place the fear, you know, and make different things feel like they're our provider. But I, I'm not my son's provider. And the insurance company I worked for is not my provider. But realizing like God is our true provider. And once that, you know, then just making making that jump, making the leap. And I remember um, after I gave my two weeks notice, I think my mom had spoken to a cousin. And uh, my mom was like, yeah, your cousin said that she wished that you would have spoken with her because if you had waited four more years, you know, you could have retired. Tired. Um, and I just remember responding, you know, but when God says go, you go. Like you don't stop and ask other people. You just you just do it. And what can we do in four years? So us just staying in some comfort zone or some place that that isn't truly peaceful. I remember just one day just sitting um and working and just saying, like, my peace is worth more than a paycheck for those you know, out there listening when, you know, God says go or when God says jump, don't be afraid. You know, I spent a season of, you know, kind of just letting the enemy in my head or just, you know, questioning different things. But when you get rid of like that, that noise, and I remember just being so drained after work and, you know, just feeling like I'm giving God my last and giving my son my, my last, but, you know, now I'm able to give them give them my first. It's just an awesome space to be in. And even though I'm still in the season where I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, I think when you make that jump and you're in that space where you don't have the distractions and you're not tired, you're able to see all the little miracles that God has for us. I'm just excited to be in the season of putting God first and just letting him truly lead and, you know, not worried and not allowing the the enemy's voice or my voice to be louder than God's voice. Ooh, so what was my greatest fear? Um, I think I had a few, you know, being a single mom 
you know, I had my son to take care of. So the fear of not being able to be that provider. But like I mentioned before, when you realize who the provider truly is, then you realize you don't have that fear to worry about. Another fear was my family, especially my mom and dad. And I remember even kind of mentioning it before making the jump. Um, And when I had the conversation with my mom, it was more like, you know, I feel like this is what God wants me to do. When I told my dad, I think my mom was there as well, but I think like later it came up again. So I think he thought that I was kind of just joking. I think when you truly feel like you're in line with what God wants you to do when you hear his voice clearly. Those fears that you have, they die out because you realize like regardless of what other people think, because everyone's always going to have their opinion. Parents are going to be parents. They're going to want everything to be okay, to go to go well for you. They don't want you to hurt. They don't want you to be in pain. So sometimes as parents, we take on the God role. So, you know, I know my my parents are very protective of me. And so a lot of times, even though I am an adult, I'm actually 41. There's many times I feel like I'm a five or a 10 year old. So kind of just being in that space where you're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak with you, still showing um, respect to your parents, but letting them know that, yes, you know, I know that you have uh, my best interests at heart, but what God says has to override what you say. What God says has to override what I, what I think. What God says has to override what we think, what, what we want, what we're scared of. Because the reality is he knows what's best for us. He knows our beginning. He knows our now and he knows our future. He knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. So just resetting and redirecting our mind to going back to the source and not worrying about what others say, because they're always going to have their opinion. But I'd rather listen to God and do his will and know that he's got my back versus just being a people pleaser. I definitely used to be that person. Um, so just getting into that that space where I want to be all about all about God. I want to do His will and be about His business and not worried about what others think or say because the reality is they're going to think or say regardless. So I'd rather be in the lane I'm supposed to be in versus being in something that's comfortable or normal. I was miserable. I was stressed and encourager, encouraging my teammates, encouraging anyone that I came in contact with. And God has given that to me as a gift. And I feel so blessed to have that gift. But um, And we can use our gifts wherever we are. But there's a difference with using our gifts in a space where our season has come to an end um, versus using our gifts where God wants us. And I definitely, you know, enjoyed my time where I was. I definitely don't feel like it was a, a waste, but I just feel like God was revealing that my season was up. So I had to, you know, jump versus stay there until I retired. I remember hearing people say, I can't wait till I retire. I can't wait till I retire, but we're not even promised tomorrow. And so I didn't want to be in that space where I'm wishing for something to end when I have a choice. I have a choice to either stay or I have a choice jump out by faith 
and go and I chose to jump and I definitely don't regret that that decision definitely don't regret listening to God and and just being about my father's business however that continues to look like and it will constantly change and grow I mean what God tells us or wants us to do at 5 at 20 at 40 at 60 at 90 it's going to continue to change because we're we're not the same people that we were then so he's going to continue to grow our gifts and where he wants us and who he needs us to reach and we just need to be open to it and available so when we're when we're at a 9 to 5 and you know, God doesn't want us there. And that's not everyone's story. There's people that need to be placed there, but there's others that, you know, our season has come to an end and he has something else for us. When we are in that, that space where he wants us to jump, don't be afraid to jump. Like, what do they say? The worst thing that can happen is either God's going to catch you or he's going to teach you to fly. So either way, it's a win-win. You're protected. All right. So what has been my greatest achievement? I remember reading the book, Joyce Meyer, Do It Afraid. And I remember being in a space with my house um, where I was debating if I was going to refinance it or pay it off. And I remember like prior to getting to this certain part in that book, you know, like mentioning it to my mom and different things like that. I remember her saying, well, you should, you know, speak with your cousin that's in finance or something like that. But I never did because I just, you know, gave myself that pep talk. Like, why are you going to other people, like asking questions when really all you need to do is go to God? And so I remember being in that book in there, I got to the part where it says that we should be the lender and not the borrower. It had been probably a year when, you know, like I was asking God, like, so what do you want me to do? Do you want me just to refinance? Do you want me to pay off the house? Like, what what do you want me to do? And he didn't answer quickly. He didn't answer necessarily when I wanted it to. Because, you know, I remember my mom coming back around like, so did you decide what you're going to do? And I'm like, no, God hasn't answered me yet. And so when we are in those, whatever it is, when we're asking God for something, we don't feel like he's given us the answer. Um, sometimes we just need to, to pause. We don't need to just make a decision quickly. I mean, his timing is the best timing. Hear him say a yes or a no. I just didn't do anything. I just waited on him. And so when I got to that part in the book, it was like, it was like a click. It was like a confirmation and I felt peace about it. So versus a running around asking friends and family or ourselves for things, you know, we just need to go to God and just know that his timing is perfect. And it may not be when we want it. You know, we probably wanted it yesterday, but whenever he gives us, gives us the answer, it's perfect. And um, I tell people that I came out the womb a saver. That's just, I just been been in me, I guess, another gift that God has given me. So I was able to pay off my house this year before quitting my job, before even really thinking that I was going to give my two weeks notice. And God was just setting everything up. Um, so even though, you know, I had that dream years ago, just because he gives us a dream, be it that or, you know, a vision of us speaking in front of 
billions of people or writing a whole bunch of books or whatever it is, being a teacher, ministering to others, being a preacher, whatever it is, that doesn't mean that we're going to be that, that second, right? So even though, because sometimes I'll beat myself up with like, you know, God, like, was I supposed to do it then? Even, you know, those years coming up, I would kind of keep on circling around, but his timing is perfect and he knows us. He knows us individually. So he knows that if he says something, like he already knows like how we're going to react. So, and thank God that we serve a God of grace and mercy. So yeah, he is amazing. His timing is perfect because he gave us a vision or told us something or something came about in a dream and we don't react or do it that second because just because he's revealed it doesn't mean that we need to do it right then. He may need, that just may need to be a seed that needed to be planted and then he's going to continue to water it through the the days or the seconds or the weeks or the months or whatever that looks like. All of our stories are amazing. All of our stories are beautiful. All of our stories should be heard and they're unique. So what, what God speaks to Diane in the timing from A to Z is going to be different than it is to me. And it's going to be different for you. And that's okay. He didn't clone us. Our our stories aren't supposed to be all alike. That's why it's so beautiful. And that's why we're all in this together. We're all not the eyes of, of a body. We're all not the hands. We're all not the feet. We're all not the heart, but we're all important. We're all needed to make up the body of Christ. Um, so I think when we get into that space where we're not constantly looking at others in their timing of different things, if it's, you know, marriage or, you know, having a baby or a business venture, whatever. But when we're more focused on God and allowing him to speak to us, then we realize that our timing is perfect and Diane's timing is perfect and everyone's timing is perfect and it's different. And that's okay. That's that's what the beauty can be found in that. So the advice that I have for our amazing listeners out there who are considering taking a leap out of their current position or current season that you are in is, of course, seek God, be in prayer, get into the word. I always continue to ask God to filter out my life, to block, to block things that aren't meant to be or come into my life in that season. And I find that that's key. You know, people that that are around us in elementary school, aren't necessarily meant to be around us in college or in our 40s or 50s or 60s or beyond. And that's okay. And just making sure that that our circle is godly, is peaceful. You know, the word says iron sharpens iron. So just making sure that we're surrounded by people that aren't extra baggage, aren't even things that we were supposed to be bringing into, into this season. And, you know, sometimes God just wants you to stop whatever you were doing and just, just go. Sometimes he may want you to bring an empty backpack. Sometimes he may want you just to run out the house like you are barefoot and all. Regardless of 
what he wants you to bring or not bring. We just need to be obedient in that and to know that if he cares and sustains the flowers and the birds that do not have a job, that aren't working to make any kind of income, they don't have a 401k, don't have a benefits plan, they don't have health insurance, but they're still okay. What more will God do for us? We just need to look around us and see the miracles. The trees are are growing. God provides the water and the food that they need. So he's going to provide everything that we need. So when he tells us to jump, we just need to jump. When he tells us to go, we just need to go. If we are in a grocery store and he wants the Holy Spirit, wants us to speak to someone and things are coming out that we don't even, we don't even know this person, but we just need to be obedient in, in, in that space. If he says, Hey, I need you to pay for, for the meal, pay for the meal. When we give, he's going to give back and it's going to blow our mind because it's going to be more than we have ever given. So I just encourage everyone to just make the jump when God says jump and to know that it'll work out. Like everything will be okay. He knows your prayers. He hears them. He knows your heart's desires. The bottom line is he wants the best for us. If we step forward and he knows that we truly thought that he told us to, he's not going to punish us for that. He's going to be be with us every step of the way. And that just allows us to grow and become closer to him. And in that space, just the next time we'll be able to hear him clearer and clearer. Um, so yeah, I love you guys. I pray for you guys. And I know that God has an amazing work out for you. So in this season, don't worry about others and just be about your father's business and know that everything else will come to pass in its perfect timing because God is perfect. And I just want to thank you, Diane, and for the Love Drops podcast for having me back. And I look forward to the journey with you and just seeing what God continues to do in your life and in the Love Drops podcast and in our listeners' lives as well. So I'm just excited and I love you guys. And and I just want to remind you that you are exactly where God wants you to be today and just be about your father's business. God did not make us to walk this journey alone. Um, So I'm here for you. My email is Shannon. So S-H-A-N-N-O-N. The letter H is in Holt at fromyourfather.org. Also, I will be on Love Drops podcast again in the future. And I'm excited about that. So I'll keep you guys in the loop of what God continues to do. If it's having me write books, if it's doing a podcast of my own, I, I don't know. I really don't know right now, but all I know is that my tomorrow will be greater than my yesterday. And I want to speak that into all of our listeners. Don't get so embedded or, you know, thinking about the past or the the what ifs, but just stand on God's word and know that your tomorrow is going to be greater than your yesterday's. It doesn't matter. You can't do anything to change how much God loves you. Like, so just find peace in that. You are exactly where God wants you to be today and find peace in that. 
never a second will I waste Never an opportunity to taste the sweetness of life Thank you for tuning in to the Love Drops Podcast Be sure to follow this podcast and share the love with everyone you know Until next time, this is Charles and Diane signing off One love, love, love